0: But I'm gonna tell you this: we ain't done yet. Howdy and welcome back to the Unbelievable Podcast. I am Will Stone. He is Chase Caldwell. We are fresh off the plane from Denver. Uh, Chase, some
1: of us fresher than others.
0: Yeah, Chase, uh, it took a little longer for him to get back, unfortunately. Um, I don't know if you want to uh, expose any, any airlines for uh, uh, their general yeah, shittiness. Yeah, Will,
1: looking at you, Southwest Airlines, you're really working <laughs> on my love. It's starting to become tough love. I got, I got, I've had three flights this year, one in Nashville, two in Denver. All three of them got delayed to a different day altogether. Like not, not just delayed by a few hours, but delayed to like the next day or the following day after that. And, you know, it's just kind of like, oh, we're, we're sorry. What what do you want us to do about it? Uh, give me a hotel room. Oh, we don't have the power (laughs) to do that. Oh, okay. So what if I didn't have the means to get my own hotel room and you got me stuck somewhere because I, I I don't know how airline industries, I don't know. that's weird. I mean, yeah, I, I understand that they're hurting whatever from last year. Yeah. Still, it's kind of frustrating.
0: I, I generally have have had pretty good experiences with Southwest. Um, they're definitely not perfect, uh, evidenced by uh, what you just said. But mm-hmm. um, luckily, on our on our flight back, it was uh, Delta, who I it's got to be hands down my favorite airline. Um, Delta is uh, it's it's just reliable and they, yeah. they have TVs. Uh, it's comfortable. You have enough room. Um, like both, uh, both, <laughs> both, uh, I guess all three away games I've been to uh, on uh, flying Delta on the way back. It's always been on NFL Sunday and I get to watch, you know, some more football after watching a weekend of football. But um,
1: I can't remember. We either flew Delta or United whenever we were with the team at, I want to say it was United, but it might have been Delta. Delta is yeah. actually pretty. Actually, both of those airlines are kind of slept on, especially around here. Everybody's either American Airlines or Southwest. But honestly, yeah. American kind of sucks too. Uh, Southwest, I I love Southwest. Pun intended, I guess, because you know that's their thing is love, and their stock symbol is LUV. Um, I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, but I I don't know. They're they're really they're really you know, on, on my nerves here lately. You no, know, it remains to be seen. If they can make this right and pay for my eight dollar Uber and my, you know, hundred and fifty dollar hotel room, then maybe we're good. But we'll well, see. all
0: in all, uh, all in all, a good a good solid uh, weekend. Uh, it was it was fair. It
1: was a fair weekend.
0: It wasn't the best, but it was good. <laughs> um,
1: no, it was it was good. I had I had a heck of a time. <laughs> Um, it was, however, um, maybe not what I expected of the weekend. Um, also spent a lot of time waiting around. Like we got there early Friday morning and just waited for our, our Airbnb to get opened up. Um, then Sunday I like waited all day for another flight to open up. It didn't ever happen. So I booked a hotel and then just waited till the next day (laughs) to fly home. So, um, there was a lot of that, but hotter than I expected in Denver. I mean, that's not what you like to see. You go up to the mountains; you want it to be like sixty degrees. Like that's not cool.
0: Yeah, it was. Except it was pretty night. warm. Yeah, you know, it was. It was pretty hot during the day, and like mm-hmm. when there was when there wasn't cloud coverage, like it was. It was really beating down on you. Um, I think I said this when we were there, but I read someone on TechSag say like, like it's the mile high city. Like you're a mile closer to the sun, and like it's just a little bit hotter. You're <laughs> just like a little bit, you know, more uh, more UV rays or whatever. But um anyway,
1: I'm curious. I'm, I'm cu- I've heard that a lot before. I'm yeah. kind of curious if that's pseudoscience or if that's real science.
0: Yeah. It's probably a placebo. Like I just uh acquired a sunburn. <laughs> yeah, my, my, I got sunburn because I thought I, I thought it was hotter.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I I I've forgotten that I um just blew out my knee. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Um, So I I was trying to show you something. It was something football related. Um, Maybe I was signing up for my picks. Yeah, that's what it was because I didn't do my picks last week on on my own podcasts. Pick them. Oops. So I was like trying to get you to sign me up and I like went to bend down. And when I did, I just, just blasted my knee into this metal. Uh, bench that was there at the airport and like I rolled around on the ground for a minute like ow ah, it ah, hurt and it like had a scraped knee and, and it did hurt but it was like one of those things like oh, I'll just like you know kind of eh, it out and then then I was fine and we sat there for another 30 minutes or so but as soon as I stood up, my knee just gave out, and then all weekend long, it was wearing me out. I felt like an old man. I was trying to follow all you little kids around, like, oh, y'all are enjoying yourself, and I'm just hobbling along. Um,
0: Is it doing better scenario.
1: now? Yeah. Actually, I was just telling Emily, like, right before we started this, I had, I had kind of forgotten that my knee hurt. Um, it hadn't That's hurt me all day, and then I, like, sat down, ate dinner, and I went to stand up, and I was like, oh, my knee. So it hadn't hurt like probably in 24 hours. And then all of a sudden it just randomly started hurting just a second ago. So,
0: yeah, but
1: it, it, it definitely, I, I'm less worried about something being torn, um, which I, like, I thought it was weird. Like, how do you tear something by just banging your knee? But, um, anyhow.
0: Chase Caldwell playing hurt today, but I yeah, play hurt. a pretty, pretty pool, eventful, <laughs> a, definitely a, a very eventful week too. Uh, in college mm-hmm. football, uh, things starting to take shape a little bit. Uh, people, not people, teams uh, outing themselves as pretenders. Uh, we'll yeah. definitely talk about a few of those, but let's start with the first, the first big game of the day, and maybe the biggest result of the day: uh, Oregon thirty-five, Ohio State twenty-eight. What do okay. you think, Chase?
1: I figured you were going to go with the Kansas game on that one when you said uh, <laughs> the biggest shocker that Kansas hey, lost.
0: That, that, was my, that was my lock of the week, and I, I hit it by like a point and a half. So. <laughs> that's, sh- right. sh- thought, sh-
1: that's a good point.
0: Shouts sure. to me for rebounding strong.
1: I, I was losing my lock of the week until like the fourth quarter, <laughs> 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 which I kind of felt like that was a bad lock of the week anyways, and and turns out it was. Um, yeah. Sorry. Back to what you said. Uh, Oregon, Ohio State. Um. That was a really fun game to watch. That was one of the only ones I actually really paid attention to. Yeah. Um. I rewatched it yesterday. Um. I think Ohio State's kind of a pretender. Honestly, I don't think they're as good as. Um, like, I feel like I'm gonna say about. Ohio State exactly what they're probably saying about us right now yeah um, and, and that's just because they just don't look well of course they don't look dominant they didn't even win but um, Oregon looks pretty good but Oregon yeah, does I look keep, good I keep saying that and then I get you know I might get too high on one game I don't know but, Yeah. Um, I don't know what are your thoughts on Ohio State let's start with that
0: so it's it's hard for me to write them off just because of how explosive they can be on offense defensively I've, it's not good um but i'm not sure if anyone else on the schedule can take advantage of that um but they're going to be in some dog fights like they're going to be in some some fourth quarter games a lot like that minnesota game where you know they are going to have to gut it out a little bit and uh deal with some adversity but um I, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't. I don't know, know what, if
1: I agree with you on that though, honestly. Because um, like I would put Minnesota and Maryland as being like pretty similar. They still have to pay, play Maryland, but they also have to play um, Penn State, uh, Michigan, Nebraska. Well, I don't know. Maybe I do agree with you. Well, I think Penn State's I think, about I, their hardest one.
0: Yeah, well, in in Michigan, looks like it like they have some life. Uh, Mm -hmm. Definitely tearing things up on the ground, and um, uh, it looks like uh, I think Maryland. I think that's a good point. Like I think I'm before the season, I was just I was pretty high on Indiana, and uh, they uh, haven't looked great so far. We'll see how they do this week against Cincinnati. But um, Ohio State does does miss uh, not Washington, Wisconsin. And uh, Iowa from the west, so yeah, good point. um, But 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 Penn State is 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 really solid. Like that that's going to be a really good game. Uh, I think it is. I think it's in Penn or it's at Penn State. So um, if I had to bet on them winning out, I I would not do that. I think they could slip up somewhere else. And um, it's weird. Like preseason, like all I did was bitch about there not being any parity, and now like. Maybe outside of Alabama, there's a lot of parody. <laughs> like, I mean, might, there's...
1: It, you, that's a great point. I, I, I had not thought about that until you just said that. But yeah, I feel like there's been more parody this year than I've ever seen.
0: And I love it. Which is like, good.
1: Yeah, I'm all about it for sure.
0: This is the college football we, that we grew up with. Like yeah. we grew up with the, the 2007 season where there's like 10 different teams ranked number two and they all lost. <laughs> and it was right. just, yeah. it was just nuts. But. Um, that's been a big thing with the sport and like it's a reason that some folks have, have lost some interest in the sport is, Oh, it's Alabama and Clemson. Oh, it's, you know, Alabama and Ohio state or Oklahoma is going to get in and all this, that and the other, but, um, I'll, I'll save my, my, my take, my take for buy, sell, hold, but, um, could be one of the mo- the years with the most parody that we've seen in a long
1: time. I, I hope you're right. Um, well, I don't know. I kind of hope you're right because um, we're number seven, so I don't want to be one of the contributors to that parody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to get beat by you know New Mexico, and then um, you know be like, oh, look how parody college football is now. <laughs> oh yeah, it's and, so great. <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think it's it's been a good year so far in terms of uh, that, and and I think that. And maybe we see some more of it. Jimbo said it in his. Did you watch his press conference this week?
0: Yes, I did.
1: <laughs> Somebody asked him what he thinks about having a tune up game for. Uh,
0: yeah, he. He did uh, not agree like, with that.
1: Tune up game? He's like, have you seen what's been going on around the country the past two weeks? Like, there ain't no such thing as a tune up game any, anymore. Yeah. Uh, so
0: i was gonna i was gonna save this but I'll, I'll forget it if i do so um we were talking before this before we hit record and um i saw a tweet the other day I, th- I think it was this morning that uh 20 20 ranked teams have lost so far this season uh and that's more than like any any years like in any in, in years past like through the first two weeks so um definitely shaping up to be a uh pretty wild year um it's it's kind of risky to get too high on any team. <laughs> like it seems like uh, anything can happen right now. But uh, I think before we before we move on from this, I do want to give some some credit to Oregon. Like uh, I think oh, when in, in in some games like this, like when a big team you know gets upset by an underdog, and they weren't that much of an underdog, but they they were the underdog for sure. Um, it can sometimes be because of like some fluky plays here and there. Uh, but, but that wasn't the case. Like Ohio state didn't like go out and, and lose this game and screw it up. Oregon went out and won it and, and took it from them. And I was really impressed with the way they played. Uh, they have a, a really, really solid defense. Uh, those guys were flying around. I've always been a big fan of CJ fordell the running back. Um, probably the, more, he's probably one of the more underrated players in the entire country. I think he had three touchdowns the other day, but, um, and the quarterback played well, Anthony Brown. Like I mm-hmm. didn't know much about him coming in. I wasn't expecting very much, but uh, props to him and, and props to Oregon.
1: Yeah, I mean, like like I said, I, I thought I thought Oregon played very well. And you know, even if you play a really good team, like a really elite team, that um, it, that you beat them. So like like in this case, Oregon beating Ohio State. Ohio State's still an elite team in terms of talent. Uh, especially on paper. But even if they're having a down day and they just have a bad game and just lay an egg, um, beating a team of that caliber is still an accomplishment, even if they had a bad game. Does that make sense? So like, like uh, teams like that, like if you're, if you're, if they're down by two scores and all of a sudden they decide to turn it on and the fourth quarter and I mean it's it's nothing for them to come back I mean if you want an example of that just go watch Notre Dame every <clears throat> single game yeah um, and you'll see that but it, it, they when when you've got talent on a team it doesn't take much to just completely flip the script and and switch the the way that the game's going so I mean um, Oregon didn't let that happen so I mean there, there's there's still some of it that um, they should get credit for regardless, and but I yeah. think a lot of the credit, probably seventy percent of the credit, goes to how they played versus thirty percent going to or, or Ohio State not playing it's good, you know. Right. Uh, let, let's touch
0: on Iowa and Iowa State really quick because I want to spend a lot of time on the other game we're going to talk about. <laughs> but um, Iowa twenty-seven, Iowa State seventeen. Um, this is my my backup lock of the week. I know that doesn't count, but uh, I did kind of throw it out there last minute as like I I was really confident in Iowa in this game, and not because Iowa State is bad, but they're just not a very fast team. And Iowa's defense is really really good. Like I I I'd love to see it, and we probably will. But Iowa versus Ohio State, like it's kind of like unstoppable force meets immovable object with Ohio state's offense and Iowa's defense, um, could be a lot of fun. And we, we may get to see that later in the year, but, um, and and Iowa state didn't really like do anything very good on offense. Uh, their, their yards per play and, and those kind of things were, were, were not of a, uh, of a top, a top tier team. Uh, but they won like they created turnovers. They, uh, uh, shut down Iowa State's offense, and they won the game. And uh, with, with a defense like theirs, it's gonna it's gonna carry them to a lot of wins, and uh, maybe a, a division championship. Maybe get to face uh, whoever comes out of the East uh, in the Big Ten.
1: Yeah, I, I admittedly did not watch that game, um, so I can't really interject much of anything. Um, but but yeah, I mean. Um, just looking, of course, at the score and obviously seeing what happened. Uh, coming into the year, I wouldn't have thought that that would have happened. Um, after last week, our Iowa State didn't really do much of anything, so it's not necessarily a, a huge surprise. But Right. Uh, it, what it does do is it begs the question of, is there going to be any Big 12 team that ends the year undefeated?
0: That's a great point. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm betting no as of, as of today.
1: <laughs> and, I, would, I would take the no on that because, I mean, yeah. you got you – got, let me think if I can – or let me see if I can find it real, like, very quickly. So, we've got Oklahoma, Baylor, TCU, Tech, Kansas State, and Oklahoma State. That are left without a loss. They're two
0: and zero. There's not going to be an undefeated team. Just at, like, yeah, after after I mean, after, after after listening to the, who those teams are, <laughs> yeah, I should have known because you know, like it's really just Oklahoma. Say, there
1: there was only four that I didn't read, which was West Virginia, Texas, Kansas, and Iowa State. Because West <laughs> so Virginia like, already lost. That's, yeah, yeah, that's just like the entire <laughs> conference right there. Um, yeah, but but um, yeah, I just. I don't know, maybe Baylor can make some waves. I haven't been able to really watch them yet, so I don't know what kind of product they're putting on the field. Um, but I don't expect Oklahoma goes unscathed. So no. that, it, that's a really interesting question. But then the same question could be said for the Big Ten. I mean, at this point, the Big Ten definitely has uh, what Iowa and Penn State as the as two on top. You know, like, their they're two best chances of having an undefeated season, and I don't know if I would want to ride with those two teams, you know, if that was my odds. Yeah. But, yeah, I think – I mean – good. ahead.
0: I, I don't – I'm trying to not give away all my, my buy-sell uh, buy, holes, but um, I don't know what if this did a ton for Iowa, like, long-term, for them to be like a, you know – a true playoff contender well, what this did do is is really screw up the big 12's uh, chances because now if you know if ohio state or not ohio state if iowa state you know beats oklahoma and then oklahoma beats them in the rematch in the in the championship uh, that probably won't carry that much weight if you know if right. if iowa state finishes like eight and four or something like that you know um, well,
1: here here's a fun stat um we have the same number of one-loss teams in the SEC as we do in the Big Twelve. So there's four teams in either league, and we have six more teams than they do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's a that's, it's not necessarily good. Now I mean, there's there's some things added to that, right? Like we haven't really played each other yet, but uh, it's still. I mean, I I just read, you know, Big Ten, their only chance of an undefeated team or their best chances of an undefeated team is going to be Penn State or um, Iowa. Um, Let's see, Pac 12. Pac 12, you know, could potentially do it because their best chances are Oregon and UCLA. Um, Both of those, I think, are are good teams. So uh, I think one of those could come away unscathed. But, um, the Big 12, your best chance is Oklahoma. And I don't know that I would put too much stock in them. But but there again, you know, some of these other teams I haven't really watched play, so I don't know what they're looking like. But um, but the SEC, undefeated. You got Kentucky, Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, Auburn, Mississippi, Alabama, I said Mississippi, Ole Miss, uh, Arkansas, Mississippi State, and Texas A&M. I would definitely expect that there's going to be one of those teams come out with with no losses. Uh well, I don't know. Maybe that's that maybe that's hard to say.
0: Well, speaking Which of you? uh of SEC versus Big 12.
1: Mm-hmm. Did did they play each other this weekend?
0: Uh in one instance they did. Um, okay. let me see if I Was it softball? Let me see if I can find this 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 game right here. It, it, it kind of flew under the radar. Um, not a lot of people have been talking about this one yet. But um, Arkansas forty, uh, Texas twenty-one. How about that?
1: Texas. Uh... Oh, Texas. Okay. Um, hmm. <laughs> i forgotten about them.
0: Not not the the good University of Texas, which is University of Texas San Antonio, uh, who's currently undefeated, but. The Texas Longhorns from uh, right down the road from me in Austin, Texas. Um, I think we both watched this at the at the bar, didn't we? At uh, at, at the bar after the game.
1: We did. Yes, it, we did.
0: It, it was. It helped lighten the mood a little bit after the the Anad game. <laughs> Definitely,
1: it was, it was a good palate, palate cleanser to the weekend. Yeah. And yeah.
0: Have you got any like initial thoughts from like I've got? There's so much I could say, but I want to get your take first.
1: Um, my initial thoughts on it. Well, number one, be this is what I expected. There's, there's a reason why I was high on Arkansas. I'm not going to use this as a reason to say that. Look, aha, I was right. We're only two games into the season, right? But, um. I I think Arkansas is a good team. So like, it's just one more validation point for me and we'll see how that goes. But as of right now, I think that Arkansas is a really good team and I think Texas has a lot to prove. So that's what I expected going into the weekend. Um, And as we see from my picks, um, that's not really the norm for me. Normally my (laughs) expectations are complete opposite of what actually happens. Um, But uh but yeah, uh I I don't know. I I don't know um how to glean too terribly much for it. I I think maybe it would be a better better um option for me to say okay, tell me what you think and then I can kind of bounce off of what you're saying as Well,
0: it 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 did surprise me um just in how lopsided it was. Like if if Arkansas had won, like you know by a touchdown or so like i i, w- I wouldn't have been that surprised it was like oh like that was a good a good game and um you know arkansas pulled it out at home like good for them but this wasn't close at all like they they dominated texas on both lines of scrimmage and just ran ran all over them. really they ran for 330 yards but um and they, <laughs> it was like seven yards a carry like that's yeah. That's really good for Arkansas, and that's really really bad for Texas. Um,
1: well, and see, that's it, what I think you see a lot of from Arkansas this year. I just think that they're 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 a very physical team, you know. And that's they what are. Said, uh, uh, in our preview episode, was I, I just think that they're going to be a really physical, hit you in the mouth team, and I don't think Texas is set up to beat a team like that right now. Yeah, um, I I think. I had- I think it was a bad matchup for Texas.
0: Yeah. It and like I I, I think preseason I did have some some nice so, some nice things to say about Texas. Like I thought they were pretty good on the interior defensive line. Uh Keandre Coburn, um, Alfred Collins, uh, Vernon Broughton. Like like these are guys that, you know, A and M Yeah A&M, heard A&M, heard like heavily. Yeah, yeah, AM wanted all those guys. Um they, they
1: have those guys. Texas beat us out on it. Wasn't even that we like stopped recruiting them or something. I mean, they, yeah, they beat us head to head.
0: And they've got a good linebacker in uh, Demarvin Overshone. So i I thought they could have a pretty decent run defense. It was their pass defense I thought would be bad, which it's it's it is bad. But uh, to to get run on like that, like that's that's really concerning if you're a Texas fan. And to I think I think Texas fans. Uh, with the move to the sec they thought like oh like you know we'll like it'll like like it'll be tough to be playing you know uh alabama and lsu and uh, florida and georgia they they wouldn't have said us because they they don't think that highly of us but they what they really overlooked was the arkansas and the kentuckys and the auburns and like all all those kind of teams like if in their first year like they're gonna to have to play games like they just played, and if they get whooped, okay. Well, now turn around and go home, and uh, and you play Auburn, I'll do it again. and then you play Ole Miss the next week. Then you go at LSU. Like, there's not any any breaks. Like every team is, in most years, pretty solid. <laughs> like there's right. there's like they're, like they're not gonna run roughshod on the on the teams that aren't named teams, you know, in in mm-hmm. most people's minds. But um, in I don't know. It did surprise me how bad Hudson Card was. Um, he was absolutely terrible in the game. The uh, Sarks play calling wasn't great. Uh, B. John Robinson couldn't do anything running the ball. Um, it was tough. Like, and, and their schedule isn't that hard. Like Oklahoma, Iowa State, and you know maybe TCU are pretty good. Um, but, I mean, I say that, but, you know, Maybe Baylor and West Virginia are really good. Uh, maybe Kansas State, you know, is is pretty solid. I think I think Texas plays Tech in a couple weeks. So um, I want to say this before the year, but that's a that's a that's a big measuring stick game. Like if if they screw around with that, like it's it's going to get ugly. But um,
1: so so there, you said two things there that um, brought to mind something I wanted to say. The first one is. Hudson card. You mentioned Hudson card. And I guess this kind of pairs in with the second thing I'm going to say. Um, I don't have confidence that Sark is going to play this double quarterback situation very well. You know, with, with, uh, Hudson card and Casey Thompson. Yeah. Um, I, I, I see a Kyle, Kyle Kyler situation developing there. Um, and So, I, I'm, I'm just kind of – I'm curious to see how that plays out.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, so. I did see that he, he announced Casey Thompson as the starter for this week. Um, oh, he did? Yeah, he, he, he did do that. So, uh, it seemed like they, they picked Hudson preseason and had some some confidence there. But then he was like, well, we're going to play both guys against Louisiana. Um, and obviously, Carr was benched last week and it looks like Casey's going to get another shot at it.
1: So – so here's this is peripheral, but this is the second thing I was going to say. Um, do you think that Texas is somewhat following Texas A&M's, um, Trajector- tra- A and M's model <laughs> trajectory trajectory um, in their in their coaches? So it, like. Say Mac Brown and R.C. Slocum, right? Then was Charlie Strong their Dennis Franchoni yeah. and Tom Herman their Mike Sherman? <laughs> I didn't even think about that rhyming. Yeah. Uh, and then Steve Sarkeesian being their coach, Sumlin. Do they? Do you think that they could hire Saban next?
0: Well, if uh, <laughs> if they if they wait a little while, Urban uh, maybe. Wanted to get out of Jacksonville pretty soon. <laughs> but,
1: you know, you know what? If they if they wait a little while, they might be able to hire uh, Ed Orgeron. He's a a uh, national championship winning coach.
0: They <laughs> <laughs> fall on a and again. <laughs>
1: <Right>? <laughs> I'm just we, saying, there's some parallels there, and someone on in Sark, I think, do kind of parallel each other pretty well. Yeah. uh, we
0: hire a tough coach they hire a tough coach we hire a a cool offensive coach they hire a cool offensive coach we hire we hire a national championship winning winning head coach they cannot afford great success
1: (laughs) great success high five (laughs) king in the castle king in the castle um yeah i I think uh, i and i'm not saying texas fans i'm not saying that your school's copying mine i'm saying like I just see this like trajectory of coaches that y'all have and and it just reminds me a lot of what AM did, right? Yeah. And uh, I'm just wondering wondering if y'all are making some of the similar mistakes that we made, you know. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I don't yeah. know, I don't Hey, it's They they definitely have a lot that they're going to take on come next year.
0: Yeah. I'll say this uh to you know not be all negative about uh, Texas as happy as it does make me, but um, it's a long season. Like maybe, maybe Sark got his pick wrong with the quarterback the first time. Maybe Casey's the guy, and he maybe he'll be really good, and they'll you know still win eight or nine games. That's totally plausible. Uh, maybe he's not. Maybe they go six and six. That's totally plausible. That'd be really bad. Um, but it's there's there's ten more games. Like, like we'll we'll see how see how it goes, but. Um, I,
1: I mean, if I, if I was in Texas's shoes, I would rather—maybe this is dumb on the win-loss column—but I would rather lose to Arkansas in Fayetteville than I would stop two lane on a game-winning drive at home. You know, so I mean, um, if you're Texas fans, you gotta you gotta be excited. that OU still sucks.
0: Yeah. Okay, um, let's run through some quick uh, upsets and near upsets, and then we'll do uh, some buy sell, hold Let's do it. Uh, Notre Dame uh, narrowly escaped Toledo uh 32-29. Was really pulling for the, the Rockets in that one. Um, they just couldn't get it done there at the end, but um, Notre Dame, maybe not very good. Um,
1: Somebody needs to find me that leprechaun of theirs and... <laughs> that luck of the irish man i'm telling you
0: (laughs) luck of the irish it's it's dumb you know who didn't have the luck of the irish is florida state okay uh 20 to 17 uh loss to jacksonville state who is an fcs program and i think i think got shut out
1: beyond sanders
0: i think that's jackson state
1: Oh, is that, oops. <laughs> uh,
0: I only know who Jacksonville State is because I watched them play UAB uh, on like a Wednesday night a couple weeks ago. And I think they got
1: shut out uh, by UAB and they just beat Florida State. Um, All right. Well, I'm going to at least go on record to say it's dumb that there's a Jackson State and a Jacksonville State. <laughs> so <laughs> you can see my confusion there. <laughs>
0: And also Jacksonville State is not in Jacksonville, Florida. I think it's Jacksonville, Alabama. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's also not even a state, but uh, but Florida State, man, that's, that's tough. Neither is
1: Kent. (laughs) 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 Um,
0: That's tough for Florida State. Like we we just talked about like, oh, like they looked competent against Notre Dame. Like maybe they're actually kind of good and, uh, I think one of us had them as one of our buys. Oh, and, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not, not going to say who it was, but it was one of the it was one of the two of us. Um, one of the two, but, and it wasn't you. Yeah, um, but, no, that, that's that's tough. And uh, to make it worse, that guy proposed to his girlfriend after the game. So
1: <laughs> I feel bad for that guy. I've I feel awful him for him. <laughs> like, like you don't know. Maybe his grandma died on that day. Like chill out like you don't know what that kid's going through but uh, I mean
0: he was definitely expecting to win like he's like, oh this is the easiest one of the year like I'll just propose after that game
1: <laughs> yeah definitely maybe maybe his his to be fiance has gone to school somewhere else and she lives in Oregon and she got to come to one game and that was the one she came to and he wanted to still propose all these in pads you don't know like don't put them on glass <laughs> parcel sports or something like that like come on now like it's funny but like you don't I, I actually, uh, I think it was Barstool. It might have been one of the others. So if I got it wrong, whatever. But like, it wasn't just like a, this dude proposed after a loss. It was like, this dummy proposed, like, how embarrassing. You can't make it any more embarrassing than this. And I'm like, okay, all right. All right. And now we're going a little bit too far, guys. <laughs> like, yeah. let's let's reel it back in. Uh, but, yeah, um, that was, that. they weren't as good as I thought they were. So, Y'all listen to the episode that we didn't post. Don't listen to the one that we did post um, because I didn't buy them in the first one, but I bought them in the second one.
0: So. Hey, I'll always trust your, your initial, your initial gut feeling.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. So uh, uh. that transitions us well into the buy, sell, hold. And, um, and I'll start us because, uh, of that, um, ladies and gentlemen, this is why diversification is key. So you have winners, you have losers. And sometimes you buy ones that lose. And um, for me, I bought into Florida State last week, and it lost. But that's okay, because I held on to Arkansas, who I'm going to buy more of this week. Um, I already alluded to that last week. Oh, oh, sorry. I got to go edit edit the trades. The market wasn't open when I hit trade. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Back back to it. Let me refresh my quotes. All right, now I'm gonna buy Arkansas. Um, it was a, and I'll go ahead and sell my Florida State. Uh, that, that, was, that, that was that was just just take bad. the loss. Yeah, I just threw like two percent into that one anyway. Yeah, so I was just trying to you know see if I might might get lucky, but um, yeah, I'll go ahead and sell on that loss. But yeah, I'll buy more Arkansas because. Um, they looked good. I I'm doubling down at this point because I I've, I've been high on Arkansas. Um, we'll see.
0: Yeah.
1: Maybe maybe we'll find that, that we don't want me to be high on a team. Um, so far, that's kind of been the trajectory, but uh, that might continue throughout the season. We, we can't tell, you know.
0: Yeah. Um, I didn't I didn't do quite that good either last week with my the teams that I bought. Uh, I think I went 50-50. Uh, I bought Kentucky. They beat Mizzou 35-28. Uh, I still really like them going forward. They are in uh, the driver's seat for uh, second or third in the SEC East. Uh, so good for them. Uh, pour one out for my NC State pick <laughs> because they did not do well <laughs> against uh, against Mississippi State. Um, kind of baffling. I I was really – I was really confident in that. But um, I don't really have a team, a specific team that I'm going to buy this week. But uh, kind of going off of our theme from earlier, I'm, I'm going to buy that there will be one or fewer teams undefeated at the end of the regular season.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Um, I – man, I don't know what to buy after this week either. It's, it's just kind of – it's been a, a um, interesting week. There's nobody that's really just jumped out to me. Oregon, of course, we mentioned had a good game, and so did, so did Arkansas. I did already buy Arkansas, so I'll, uh, I'll hold off on another buy maybe. But um, honestly, I don't even really – I guess I'll hold Florida because I think I bought them last week. I um, still think they're, they're a good team. Um, I'm not ready to buy more on them. Right now, but I will hold what I've got because I, I, I think it, it'll be, I think they're going to turn out to be as good as I thought they were, but there's not enough data to tell just yet. I skipped sell, didn't I? Aren't we doing buy sell hold instead of buy hold sell?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: That's okay. I'm, I'm holding on to Florida and I'll do my sell in a second. Who are you holding on to this week?
0: Oh, this is tough. Um, I'm going to hold on the Pac-12. Is that okay? Can I do that? Yeah.
1: It's, yeah, that's a good it's, idea, actually.
0: It's, it's our podcast. I can do whatever I want, I suppose. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to hold on to that. Like, I know that uh, that Oregon and uh, UCLA look really, really good right now. Uh, but, but going back to my vibe... Teams not going undefeated. I think they're going to slip up somewhere. Like I, I don't know if if either one really has it in them to like dominate the rest of their schedule. Of course, outside of the game they play against each other, uh, which will happen sometime in November, I think, or maybe late October. But um, I'm in wait and see mode still with the Pac-12. But it's it's if you're a Pac-12 fan, you've got to be really encouraged that you have what looks like two teams that are pretty good and are going to get some some national recognition uh, in the coming weeks.
1: Yeah, and I I, I would almost buy the Pac-12. Um, yeah. You know, it, it just alternative to that, just watching Colorado, how they played us, I, I thought they played us very well. Um, we'll get into that in a second. But um, I just there, – there's a lot of Pac-12 teams that have kind of caught me by surprise. And um, so I would almost buy some of them, but – I'll tell you what I'll sell is Big Ten. Um I'm I'm out on the Big Ten. I, I just like what we talked about just a second ago, Penn State and Iowa are like their best chances of having an undefeated team. Um I think Penn State's pretty good, but I don't know that they go undefeated. And I, I think of all of the of all of this the um, conferences, outside of the ACC but they don't really count um <laughs> they're a group of five so um <laughs> uh I'm just I, I I'm selling the big 10 I I was high on a lot of these teams coming in and I'm just not right now there's not any of them that I'm looking at at the moment that I'm like ooh, they actually I don't want to sell them no I'm I'm selling all of these bad boys
0: yeah, um, I'll, yeah. I'll piggyback off of that for my cell uh I'm I'm selling Iowa as a a playoff contender. Um yeah. they moved up they moved up to number 5 this week. Uh it's a little steep for my liking and if this is this is as high as their stock is going to be. So I'm I'm selling. I mean I mean like they have some like they're going to keep their stock because they're just going to keep beating like pretty bad teams probably. Um but I'm 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 going to sell. Like they're I don't think, I don't think that's the the fifth best team in the country and I don't think that they are uh that they're for real.
1: I I don't know. They they have they have a tough schedule coming up. They got a they got a powerhouse they're playing next week. Kent State?
0: Ooh, look out.
1: Mm-hmm. Look, look out. out.
0: I'm actually kind of uh kind of intrigued by that.
1: Yeah, maybe we could do like the power of deduction or whatever or um
0: of uh, transitive properties. Yeah,
1: I mean, yeah transitive <laughs> properties. Um, yeah. So, I I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm I'm out on the Big Ten. Um,
0: but. Straight trading closed.
1: A, yeah, that's about all of all I have. Um, all right. Yeah. Markets now closed. If uh, you want to place trades, call us tomorrow. <laughs> um. So yeah, let me uh let me. Touch on the quote of the week, and then oh, man. dive into Texas A and M Aggies. I
0: I don't have a quote of the week because I don't I don't need one. This one is is too good. <laughs> it's all... good enough for both.
1: <laughs> it's a, it's like two quotes in one. So um, yeah, so uh, today's quote of the week, very very inspirational. Um, one that I might even put in my truck to where I can look at it all the way. my office and then whenever i get to my office it'll be on my desk as well because just really very inspiring words um this week's quote of the week comes from michigan's own jim harbaugh Uh, jim when asked about what could he do to utilize um, his tight ends more and spread the ball out a little bit uh, answered with with this um I heard a little bit of noise about, why so much running? Are you going to throw more? That kind of thing. We all know that there are a lot of ways to travel. Some people choose to travel on the ground. Some people by air. George Patton was able to get his job done on the ground. Neil Armstrong through the air. Last Saturday night, we chose to grind it out on the ground, and we were also able to get our mission accomplished. I mean, just how do you get more inspiring than that? I mean, come on now. He's he's talking about crossing the Rhine with tanks on the ground, not going high-flying, doing one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind, and pulling a Neil Armstrong, you
0: know? I mean, so <laughs> the first time you read it, I was like, man, like, is he dissing Neil Armstrong? And then, like, I heard him say it, and I'm like, okay, maybe not. And No, like, now hearing it again, he definitely is. <laughs> like, yeah, like, in a way, he is. He's dissing an American hero. I mean, he, he walked yeah, on the I moon for God's sake.
1: Yeah, I, I don't, I don't really know. Like, like, ultimately, <laughs> the, I don't think either of them could accomplish the same task. Like, I don't think that George Patton could have chosen to go to the moon in a tank in the same sense. I don't think Neil Armstrong could have chosen to invade Germany in a space shuttle. Like, I, I just don't think that those well, two things relate.
0: I guess that's his point. I guess he's saying, Hey, we can't pass.
1: We're going to have to run. Right, right, right. Like, like I, I think, I think, I, I mean, I get what he's trying to say, obviously, but uh, you know, like he, he's, he's more or less trying to say like we could have gone through the on the ground or the air and we chose to go to the ground but like those two things don't really go hand in hand a spaceship (laughs) and a tank like you could like fyi there's a thing called a plane in the in the the air force like you could have just gone with the air force because they're trying to accomplish the same task as the army right like but they're in the air i mean i mean in in you know, General Nimitz, or I mean, Admiral Nimitz is pissed. You know, he's like, <laughs> what, about the, what about the sea? You know, like, what, what are we, chopped liver? Like, are you saying that the Navy can't win? Come on, man. Like, uh, it's just, just a hands-down wonderful quote. Very inspirational. Um, really got me through the day today. Uh, yeah. Really just, just took me to the next level. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to do it through there. I'm going to do it on the ground today.
0: He's saying um, we have tanks. We we do not have rocket ships, so that's why he's
1: saying. He's saying when you travel to Denver, drive, don't fly southwest. <laughs> 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 Guess I should have heard that quote before the weekend.
0: Oh, uh, full circle. Oh man.
1: <laughs> All right, let's talk about the Texas A and M Aggies.
0: Okay, um, this game stressed me the hell out. Uh, especially being there in person. Um, I know like this is going to be mostly about, uh, about Zach Calzada and about the Haynes King injury. Um, I'll start by saying that uh, when, when Zach went in and for the three, the first three quarters that he played, it was pretty obvious that he wasn't ready for that. Like uh, not that he's, a bad kid, not that he's a bad player, even, but um, just in that moment, wasn't prepared to uh, take that on. Mm-hmm. But in the fourth quarter, did some pretty nice things. Um, he uh, he should have had two like long scoring drives, and you know, just barely like barely fumbles like right before he crosses the goal line and Colorado recovers and that's got to be just devastating to a young quarterback who's had a rough day like there were a lot of AM fans there like we like we definitely weren't booing because like first of all we don't boo our opposing teams <laughs> but
1: uh, no we, but, we hissed.
0: <laughs> but like I, I will give Aggies credit like I've never heard Aggies boo uh, an a player like that's just not something that we do but but you could hear the crowd like you could hear their. I've been angst.
1: hissing for like thirty minutes, and you can even hear me. <laughs> uh, yeah, you could. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I You're good. It'd be funny. Um, you could. I mean, like it was. It was very, very angsty. Uh, but after
0: like, but after that fumble to come back, and it wasn't a short drive. Like another long drive. You know, converting third downs uh, on third and eight, like the game is pretty much on the line. Like you only have one more chance after this and, uh, just drops a dime into Isaiah Spiller. But, um, Mm -hmm. that's, that's my kind of, uh, first glance of this whole situation.
1: Yeah. Um, the majority of what I'm going to talk about is Calzada here. Um, there's two things that I want to say because it's, it's, it's hard to straddle this line, but I'll start. I always like to start with the good. So I'm going to start with the good. Don't write me off. If you're expecting to hear something bad and you think, Oh, he's sunshine pumping. The good is look, Calzada went in at, I don't think, and this is kind of just random, but when you watched him on the sideline as Haynes came out, like you could see on TV, you could see like the realization of like, oh crap, am I am I going in? You know, like I don't think, I don't think like it was so nonchalant as Haynes was coming off that he was hurt. Like I don't think a lot of people realized how hurt he was. Um, and, and I don't think Calzado realized it. So in a way, I think he was kind of just caught completely off guard. Like, oh crap, I'm going in. Um other part of it is that he dealt with a lot a lot of adversity nothing went his way and he still won the game so all the credit to winning the game in my opinion goes to Calzada because he found a way to win and he rallied the team but Everything that he was doing just was not going his way. And um, I'll get more into that in a second whenever I say this, but I'm going to say there was a lot of things that, like, I don't expect is always going to be the, the case with him, but it just was like the passes weren't on the mark. When we tried to run the ball, it wasn't working. You know, there was just all kinds of just different things that, you know, just different little fluky stuff that kept just throwing him off and and um, was really having an effect on him. And yet, I mean, the biggest one was him fumbling at the goal line. Like that has to be – it, especially after everything he's dealt with all game long, he finally has some excitement and he finally turned the tables for his team and, and put the team on his back and ran it in, even though he's not a quote-unquote running quarterback – and he fumbled the ball, and he lost the ball to the other team. And that has to take he, – he had to have had 1% of wind in his sails, and that took all of it. And then he came back the next drive and drove the field, scored with a great throw. That takes a lot of resilience. So, in my opinion – he deserves a game ball for that because that that was a lot of. He didn't give up, you know, and and that's that's the biggest thing. that I'll say I'll commend him all day long on that because that was really 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 good. Um, so now that I've you know quote unquote sunshine pumped, I'll tell you uh, my my look on on just the team overall and and kind of Calzada. I think we went in with a game plan to run all over him, and it. Didn't work. I think they kind of sold out to the run. When we put Calzada in, his balls weren't on the mark. You know, they were coming in too hot. They were they were air balling. You know, he he was going through his reads sometimes too quickly, um, and there was just several times there that that he just couldn't get the passing game going. So it allowed them to really sell out to the run when whenever we were in in run situations and um i thought overall that we were very predictable uh, which is to be expected probably whenever you're on your you know second quarterback and and you just got to go out there and do what you do right and you just got to impose your will upon them as jimbo says um so who cares if they know what what's coming at them we just got to impose our will and do it we didn't do that. We didn't impose our will. We just ran what they probably expected us to run. Because, I mean, I, I sat next to a Colorado guy, and um, we spent most of the game talking about how dumb hissing is um, and how it's the dumbest tradition. <laughs> and he thought it was the funniest thing, right? Um, but then, like, we were talking about the podcast. We were talking about, you know, what I used to do for the team. He was related to somebody on the team. And um, – I was like, okay, right here, We're look, we just put Demas in. That means that we're going to throw to number two on the other side of the field. And sure enough, that's what we did, you know, because we're using Demas as a decoy for some reason. Um, Or I'm like, okay, hey, we're going to use number six as our game plan right here. Watch, you know, and every time it was, you know, A-chain. So I was predicting everything, and I'm a novice when it comes to that kind of stuff. Like, I'm not the best at, like, calling, okay, we're going to do a wheel route right here. But I was, I was doing it all game long, you know, and I think it was because we were pretty predict- predictable. Maybe it's just because I'm an absolute genius. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think that that's – I don't think it's the latter. I just think that that um, the goal was to get out of there with a win and figure it out when we get home. Yeah. And I think we did that. Um, I don't think that our season will end how I thought it would – at the beginning of the season. I don't think that we go... I don't think we escape with less than two losses.
0: Yeah. It's well, it's, it's tough Like because we we, we we do have Zach for the next few games. You know, it's tough to predict with uh, when or if King comes back. It sounds like he will come back at some point this season. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably early nope. November. Uh, I know we have a bye week. I think the weekend of Halloween, so... Um, Mm -hmm. probably, probably save him for November when we host Auburn. But, um, the good news is, uh, as, as poorly as Zach played in the first three quarters and it was poor, uh, he, he got it together and found his footing a little bit and got a little confidence in the fourth quarter when it mattered and we won the game and Mm -hmm. a win. Like he said, Jimbo said, look around the country and we're damn happy to have a win right now and, right. To, and to not lose to Jacksonville State or Montana. Um, but I think on a, on a positive note, that's probably as bad as we're going to see Zach play. Um, mm-hmm. Just to kind of like try to put myself in his shoes a little bit, like from, from all accounts, he worked his tail off this offseason – uh and and gave king a run for his money in this uh quarterback competition uh and kang and kang and, and king was just a little bit better and uh mm-hmm. i think uh i think we both agree with that that he is he's long term he's, he's he's a better player uh mm-hmm. but zach but zach is not bad and to what was it three weeks ago that, that they announced king as the starter like after that like like King's taken all the reps with the wants at that point. Like, mm-hmm. like all of all that first game week practice, all of this last week, uh, getting ready for Colorado. Um, King was the guy and, you know, I, I, I don't know this for a fact, but, um, it would be easy to, if you're Calzada to kind of check out after that, like, like, Oh, well, you know, I, I gave it my all, uh, you know, I, I didn't win the job and that's okay. But, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna, you know, Stay locked Throw in. Throw fit
1: on the sideline, and then get their pick to Alabama.
0: Well, yeah, and and not like, <laughs> and, and maybe he just didn't feel like like he didn't want to be locked in, and uh and like he's like, okay, I'm the backup. Like I'll do things backups do, and um, maybe he just wasn't prepared the way he should have been, uh to you know if if his number got called, which it did. But um now, you know, thankfully the schedule that we talked about preseason uh sets up fairly well for this horrible scenario that just happened. Uh we get New Mexico this weekend at home. Um not going to call it a tune-up, but uh definitely more manageable, a more manageable environment. Uh he will be getting all the reps with the ones. Uh they're probably working double time with him like, "Hey, you're going to watch every second of film and if you're not in class or sleeping or eating, you're going to be studying the playbook and football, and that's that's it. So um, it's yeah, it's it's a small uh, sample size, and and we'll get to see a lot more this weekend and uh, and the following week against Arkansas.
1: Well, and don't don't get me wrong, like I, I'm not I'm not I'm not saying that we shouldn't play Calzada or that we're screwed because of how bad that, that game turned out. Um, because that's not how I feel. I feel like we'll go out and have a great game against uh, New Mexico. Um, And the only reason I say that I think we would have two losses is because even though I do think that Calzada is a good quarterback, I don't know if we've got the moxie there to beat Alabama, which I already didn't know if we did. But I thought, well, maybe we might see some King Houdini and I just don't, I don't see that in Calzada. I see him as more of like a, a uh, Kellen Mond type, um, which is good, but it's not good in your third or fourth game, you know. Yeah. Um, and and so, but I doubt we have King back before Alabama. If we do, then we've got one game that he had live reps in, you yeah. know, and and it was an it was a game that we played half of half of the game wasn't all that great for us, you know? And so, yeah. um, but then, then the mix up of, you know, mid season, do we put King back in as the starter or do we roll with Calzada? And either way I could see us lo- losing one of those, um, later games, you know? Uh, so, so that's where I get my, my at least two losses from, um, it just, we'll see. I, I yeah. mean, in a way, I guess Calzada did play this entire game. So, in some ways, you know, saying, okay, well, we'll see what he does this week. You know, I mean, at this point, both Calzada and King have basically played the same amount of minutes as a starter. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, you got to kind of factor that in and be hopeful. But um, I don't see it happening. I hope I'm wrong but I just don't see us. I don't see us pulling it out against Alabama. I don't see us playing an elite team and winning. And partially it's because of how the overall team plays too, because even though I put the majority of it on Calzada, I don't think the rest of our offense played very well with it. Uh, Absolutely not. I, I think they were just as thrown off as he was on the whole thing. And I think they already were having troubles with getting their timing down with with King. Yeah. And then now they got to start over again with Calzada and I just don't think that it worked at all um on Saturday. Hopefully they can iron those out. I think they can iron those out during the week, but um I just I think it really hurt. I, I don't know. It it just sucks across the board. This is the yeah. worst part of football. Yeah. Hands down the worst part in my opinion.
0: Yeah. And and now there's there's so much unknown for the rest of the season, but Uh, that's why you play the game What we're going to see but but uh, I I agree 1000% about the rest of the offense those receivers have got to get open you can't let Colorado's DBs blanket you when you're about to go play like some of the secondaries you're about to be playing like that's that's just not acceptable Um, offensive line pass pro I thought was pretty good Uh, gave Calzado some time and and did did pretty well picking up blitzes but um, run blocking wasn't as good Uh, Spiller and A-Chain, you know, like those guys can, can make big plays and it seems like we just, we need to hold our blocks just a, just a a little bit longer when we, when we do like a, a, and get a hat on a hat and things like that. But um, I don't know, like I, I, against New Mexico, I, I would like to see some of the younger guys at receiver get some snaps and, and see what they can do or, or just see the guys that, that started just play better. and uh,
1: I, I tell you what I'd like to see in addition to that. I'd like to see the defense play four quarters of football like they played the fourth quarter of football this past week. I want I want to see them say, we're having real struggles on offense. We've got to man up and we've got to win every game For our team you know like we got we've got to be our best every snap um because i don't think we saw if you listen to a lot of the people talking about this game they talk about how great our defense was oh man our defense looked great i didn't feel that way until the fourth quarter um i i I felt like we did good and i felt like we we stopped them but we gave up more yardage than i would have liked to a lot of times and and fourth quarter I felt like they couldn't do anything I felt like we were all over them and that's the defense that I know that we have yeah like I know we have that talent um, and of course I know that we're getting some of our our starters back too which should help but I, I could see this as really being a, a binding moment for our defense to say look our offense is having some really bad struggles we got. We've got to put this team on our back and win. Win these games for our team. Yeah. And um, I think they can. I, I. I have full faith in all those guys that that they really can go out there and be so dominant that it doesn't matter. We could score two touchdowns a game and win. You know, yeah. if we can do that on defense, then then I'm okay. So that gives me a lot of confidence there too. Um, I'll well, tell you yeah. one thing. If I all my hats off to Calzada. On offense, I mean, he won that game for us, in my opinion. My hat's out, off to Antonio Johnson on defense. Holy crap.
0: He may be an All-American this year. Like, he is – He's got
1: it. I, I, he's he, insanely he good. That's two games in a row where he was, like, on every play. Yeah. And this – he, he – those two guys and, – and it's a team sport, so obviously, like – they couldn't have made some of the plays they made if it wasn't for the other guys. So don't hear me wrong here, but those two guys were so impressive on their side of the football um, in, in, in their own respects. Antonio Johnson, it was because it was all game long, you know, like all game. He was everywhere. He was fantastic. Calzada, fourth quarter. He really put the team on his back and won the game for us. So, both of them my, my hats off in those respects um and then partially to that too on the offensive side I still think spiller anias and a chain did their thing and I still think that they they were as man or they they were our three horses you know like they, they were they were they did what we we needed them to do and and yeah. so I and I'm not I'm only singling people out to single them out in, in terms of like people who really impressed me oh my god antonio johnson's all he, he's he's fantastic
0: yeah and on a defense that is so talented with so many so many stars on it he stands out the most and he's a true sophomore that played in like five games last year like he his ceiling is super high like he, he's already an incredible player he's i mean he's just outstanding i mean it, it, it's it's, it's really nice having him around in the secondary, but um, on, on top of him, like Jaden Peavy played out of his mind. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe the best game I've seen of him in an A&M uniform. Uh, Aaron Hansford was, was awesome. Um, yep. And the usual, the usual suspects like Liao, uh, Michael Clements got back. He made an impact. Um, Andre White did some nice things. Uh, Brian George, uh, no big plays given up and really, really good and run support. Like, uh, we get McKinley Jackson back this week. Like, um, I- I'm with you 100% on, on how good this defense is and can be. Like, in the first quarter, they weren't getting beat physically. It was just mental errors. Like, and they, you know, second half, they're like, okay, we're done screwing around. It's go time. Let's go win this game. And they did that. Like, they,
1: mm-hmm.
0: they just – completely shut down Colorado in the second half. And in the fourth quarter, like it was, it was wrecking crew time. Like they, they stepped up to the plate in a big way and just absolutely dominated. And, um, yeah, for a team with the, you know, an offensive line trying to gel and a a new quarterback, having a defense like this to lean on is going to keep us in a lot of games and, you know, hopefully enough to let us figure some things out on offense, but, um, I don't know, man. It's it's a, a hell of a fun defense to watch, and um, just hats off to them. But uh, absolutely, let's get out of here. I guess um, we'll do we'll we'll quickly, we'll quickly do pour one out. I've got
1: yeah. Just, I was about to say we can't we can't miss pour one out again. <laughs> I know
0: I've got one in mind, but
1: all right, let's hit it.
0: I'll I'll go first. Uh, pour one out for. Uh, any respect I may have had in the past for the Colorado fan base, um, absolute trash. Nothing else to say about that.
1: Yeah, if you want to know why I went on my rant last week, it's so that we don't look like that when people come to Caulfield.
0: They suck. They
1: suck. They're the worst.
0: That's that's, that's literally my only one. Like, I... uh, Oh, okay. I I, I hated them. Uh, They are worse than any SEC fan base I've ever interacted with. Um, They're up there with tech in terms of just like being awful human beings.
1: Yeah, West Virginia is pretty bad too. Um, All right, well, I got one. Uh, Pour one out for an offense going up against a Mike Elko defense in the second half that was a really roundabout way of saying Mike Elko's <laughs> halftime adjustments are incredible.
0: Yeah. Um, I can get on board I with that.
1: I some way it's kind of a double negative maybe, but, um, oh, I thought I had another one, but maybe I don't. Uh, uh yeah, one, I've,
0: I've got one, uh, pour one out for Clay Helton. Uh, first coach fired yeah, in the RIP co- piece, the coaching carousel starting in, in week three now. So, uh, that'll be fun to watch
1: yeah yeah um, yeah I don't know that I have another one will um, uh, I'll uh I'll pour one out for my uh, Monday that got ruined by my um, flight cancellation Thank you Southwest Airlines yeah. and oh pour one out for my knee ah
0: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. all right In peace
1: all right, be peace.
0: All right. Well, that was week two. A um, lot of stuff going on there, and a, I think it's kind of an unrated week three coming up. But uh, we will break down all of that on the next episode. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and we will talk to of you soon in
1: Eligibles Podcast.